Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Canada. And I'm Margo Moss. We're here at Ted's Frost Hop on Claiborne and Calhoun in uptown New Orleans. Once a week, Margo and I meet here at Ted's and we invite a member of New Orleans food community to join us. And we invite them to bring along a friend, a plus one. Now, we never knew who that plus one's going to be. Sometimes it's a friend, it's a neighbor, family member, a fellow restaurant business colleague, uh, masseuse. We don't know. But in just a few moments, we're going to be talking with our special guest. And we are very excited to have with us tonight on Midnight Menu Plus One, um, a man who resigned as head of the CIA for reasons that he will disclose while he's on the show. Um, but while we eagerly anticipate our special guest, Margo, I'm, I'm wondering how your weekend went, uh, your, your tongue injury, your special meal, <laughs> what, what, what happened to you? Uh, well, if I have a little lisp tonight, it's because I burnt my tongue on the uh, reducing the root beer to, uh, for the candied bacon. So, uh, Not a lot of people reduce root beer. You may be one of the few listeners that has reduced root beer before. Well, I could be using the wrong word. We have a, our guest tonight is not a chef, but maybe he'll know about uh, reducing. Maybe uh, syrups or something for no, no, drinks. No, I, I, I wasn't criticizing. I'm no, saying no, no, that's, I know. A, that's, a, that's a novelty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I did have an interesting meal this week. What was that? I uh, have been looking for a new restaurant to go to. I, I love ethnic food, all kinds of ethnic right. food. And I went to the new Korean place called Little Korea. Where's on, that? On Claiborne? On Claiborne. And I've been wanting to go there. My wife won't let me. She's here right now. She hear this? You probably liked it. <laughs> well, my, nobody wanted to go with me either because it, it looks, looks like yeah. a little, it yeah. looks a little sketchy from the right, outside. Right. It was a Taco Bell, but it's There's something else great. in between the Taco Bell and the Korean too that oh, was yeah. also sketchy. When yeah, I went up there, the doors it. were broken when I went to eat there in my food quest and they had it chained up and you had to go around the side <laughs> and it was just, it was a mess. Did you go in? Did yeah, you I went in, in and I ate and it was, you know, it was mediocre, but Little Korea looks interesting and it's the only Korean restaurant within the confines of Orleans Parish that I'm aware of. Uh, yeah, I have Full-on have Korean to say, restaurant. Yes. Did you uh, like it? There is one in Metairie, but... Right, I'm uh, saying within Orleans Parish, okay. it's the only one. Uh, I loved it. Awesome. I had the uh, Bim Bim Bop. Wow, that the, sounds great. the beef. And, Some kimchi, um, maybe? Yeah, they brought out a little plate of, like, four different... One kimchi, and I don't know what the names of the other things were. Like, maybe a pickled radish and... Nice. Um, and we had one other thing... Oh, something with squid okay. and pork. Squid and pork. Okay. Spicy deliciousness. I'm, I'm ready to go back, so... I'm excited about this. You, now, if nothing else good happens, which always does in this show, <laughs> if nothing else good happens to me, already I've been blessed because you've basically... Now I can shame my wife into letting me go, <laughs> at least. Yeah. Well, and my six-year-old went, and he... Uh, and he liked he, it, too? He ate it, yeah. There you go. So Nobody six-year-olds got... like it. Your seasoned palate liked it. Uh, it looks full when I go by all the time. There's a lot of people there. See, what happened is my wife, I don't blame her. She, when we were in grad school together uh, t- more than 20 years ago, uh, we, there was some very authentic Korean food being made, and they would age their kimchi for a long, 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 long time. they bury it in the dirt and all this stuff around our apartment, and then they cook it all. Does and it stink? Doesn't it stink? It smells pretty bad to an untrained nose, and so... 
the smell really nauseated her. So whenever she smelled that distinct smell, it would freak her out. But it's well, been I, enough years I now. I can appreciate that, and, though. You know, I mean, but when you're in a plate full of it, it's not the same as a whole kitchen full of it. It's not going to be the same. It's not like they're going to put you put your face in a, in a pot there, right? And so I, I really think she needs to give it another chance. And now you've just given me reason for that. That's great. Yeah. Thank well, you. yeah, I'm excited for y'all because we loved it. Cool. All right, well, you'll hear about it if it ends up not liking it. But, um, well, it looks like our plus one, or no, our, our main guest is here, right? Yes. All right, well, we're ready to introduce him. Our very special guest is a writer aspiring to be a bartender. Uh, to that end, he's worked in various sinkholes and drink holes right here in New Orleans, from the bourgeois to the proletariat, and now he finds himself in the perfect combination of both, which is Nola Restaurant, Emerald's hip, casual restaurant in the French Quarter where he has slung drinks and barbecued shrimp uh, between sojourns to Brazil on and off for over a decade. So we are very excited to have with us tonight the uh, New Orleans original, Dean Ellis. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> Good to have you here. Great. Um, lots of wires and cables and stuff. This is new for us tonight. Oh. We've never worn yeah, now You should be used to this. You're, you, you have two radio shows of your own. I know, I know. But, but you, you're more high-tech? It's all wireless there? No, no, there? no, no. It's not high-tech. It's, it's, it's just there's not a lot of wires. It's just a lot of complications. Well, i got to be honest. I fought the headphones today. This is a new uh, innovation today, and I didn't like it. Uh, let me just, but I don't fight anything very hard. I'm just going to give a little tip about dead air, which is not going to happen today. If you, if you get dead air on the radio, you back announce and you say... That was John Cage's Dead Air Suite. John Cage. I'm going to write that one yeah. down. Dead Air that. Suite by John Cage. Yeah. Dead Air Suite. What if you say that like four or five John. times a show? Does you could say it's anyone? smoke it's in your ears or something like that. Yeah. Okay. He's got it. I got it. I'm going to use that. I'll use that at least twice today. You I know what I love about radio as well? You can drink on the radio. TV, right. you can't do it, but really? I'm having an LA31 from Kill, Mississippi. This is good stuff. You like yeah. it? Yeah. All right. It's yeah. a new beer we're trying out. I was hoping to have a little information on the uh, brewer, and you know, we're, I'm trying to support some local uh, businesses, oh. and I mean, it's kind of local. Yeah, huh? I'll buy that. <laughs> okay. Well, Dean, I would like to know where you were born and why the hell you came to New Orleans. Both good questions. <laughs> I was born in a, there's a hosp, there was a hospital in Jersey City, New Jersey. Oh. In a hospital. It was not a home birth? Is that what you're it getting was at? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was okay. a, actually, it was a home hatching, but no, no. Um, I was, uh, uh, Margaret Haig Hospital in Jersey City was named after the wife of the Mayor, there was a mayor of. Jersey oh, that's the mayor that used to get the offerings every year. He'd sit up on his throne and they'd bring him money all the time. I know all about this guy. Yeah, yeah Boss yeah, yeah. Haig. Boss Haig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, he, and he, he was a hero to everybody. Built all the hospitals and everything. And then he ended up uh, going down in flames at the end, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's so the guy. He's not that he, he was sort of like the um, Huey Long, in a way, of, of that part of Jersey. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hudson County. And, right. Uh, for 40, 50, 60 years, anybody who was born in that. City was Did I just born. Amaze you, Margo? That was pretty good. That was not yeah, like rehearsed. Yeah. yeah. And you're not even I'm from Jersey. Cliff Clavin. I am from Jersey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it less impressive, doesn't it? What exit, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, well, I was, uh, we were, we were um, Staten Island and then uh, East Brunswick for a little bit and All then right. Princeton for a while in grad school and then uh, Bridgewater in Somerset County. Well, you know, my father told me a story, and this, this may or may it's probably apocryphal, and it, it would go in my memoir if ever I were to write one, which God knows why. <laughs> but, um, 
uh, when he was, uh, when I was born, they were living in a little apartment house on, uh, I think it was called John F. Kennedy, well, no, it wasn't called John F. Kennedy Boulevard yet, but now it is. And he had a, his, he worked for his father's um, laundromat. It was a dry cleaning store in uh, Jersey City. And uh, he had a dry cleaning truck. That was his car. And one of Boss Haig's men came around and said, uh, hey, uh, Mr. Ellis, what can we do to get your vote? He goes, well, look, <laughs> I, uh, my wife's pregnant, and I can't park in front of the apartment building because it's a no-parking zone. And I would like to be able to park in front of my building because my wife's going to have a baby. And, you know, he goes, don't worry about it. We got your vote? Yeah. So you could park in front of that after. And, I, and, and in the beginning of my memoir, I say that um, if it weren't for that, I might have been bored in the back of a dry cleaning truck. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, that I, is incredible yeah, that somebody story. would um, really, though, for a vote... I mean, you're was from your New father I was going to say, you're from, you're from New Orleans. What are you talking about? I know, but w was your uh, father in the laundromat mafia? or what? I mean, what, why does he have such one man's vote? Or? Well, Jersey City was not a huge place either. No, not a huge no. place. How many people? Well, actually, it 60, was... 60, 80,000 maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was so a, every vote counts. Every vote counts, right. Yeah. His father was, like, from the boat in Russia and started his own dry cleaning company. And, you ah. know, yeah. So, so you're you have a you're Russian. Yeah. Uh huh. Did uh, well, anyone well, in your family speak? Uh, uh, they spoke Yiddish. You know, uh, Russian Jewish on one side and Irish Catholic on the other. Really? Uh, my my joke it's is that kinda like a, it's, it's going to happen again. Like us, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 there you go. Well, yeah, you know, I, you my know, mom's Russian Jewish and yeah. Well, I, well, I was making a joke about I'm Jewish and you're. I can tell Irish me, Catholic. I'm not Catholic you, or no, Irish. No, 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 not. But you're different than me. I mean. I can uh. tell. I can tell by the by your hat. You got the the flowers in the hat. That's very Russian Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was I was baptized and circumcised at the same time. It worked out okay, but the moil almost drowned. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you said that? A few thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah I it's on funny every time, probably. It works. Yeah, 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 it still yeah, works, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, Is this the first time? On first the time on the air. Yes. Come on, I really? I might have said it on OZ. I, all you right, must I might have said have, it. Come yeah, on. During the okay, so since we've my next door neighbor, by the way, is from Jersey City. Just got to pull it. But in you know yeah. the, the conflict of being half Jewish and half Catholic. You know, every time you face a plate of food, well, one go. side says, "Eat." Here we go again. He sees this coming down Claiborne Avenue. Every time you face a plate of food, it's like one side says, eat, eat, there are people starving in Afghanistan, and the other side says, gluttony is a sin, so what do you do? <laughs> you eat and feel guilty about it. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, I love this guy. Yeah. And the I food's coming, no, I right? Just, I, I, I got you, an Angus all. burger, seven ounce. Oh, yeah. That, it's coming. So you eat it and then feel guilty you. about it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, I, and I we like that guilt. sound on air. I don't know all knows. The sound of eating an Angus yeah. burger on the air. Yes. Yeah, I'm Presbyterian. I'm Presbyterian minister, so I was predestined to eat the burger, and I, you know, I don't have to worry about it then. God foreordained me to eat the burger. <laughs> That's the first time he said this on the air, too, That's right? definitely the first yeah. time I ever said it to anybody, because it doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, for, That's for the theologians out there listening. Yes. I, I, I understand you have a big theological audience. Yeah, huge theological, theological audience. Yeah, yeah. Massive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me while Enormous. I sip my LA-31. <laughs> nice. So I would like you, after you finish drinking, uh, to tell people listening, the, the few of Ray's um, 
audience. What it's not audience. What is it called? The people that come to your church. Your oh congregation. Congregation. You have your own congregation. No, I really do. Yeah, I wasn't joking about that. Oh really? Yeah, that's, you didn't see that coming, huh? No, I didn't. No. Oh, I have a, I, an actual theologian. I'm, well, I'm being interviewed by a theologian. Still, this is my. This is a first. Yeah, that's your dream. This goes through. in the memoir. <laughs> <laughs> You've arrived uh, now. So I'd like you to tell uh, Ray uh, and our... You, you can't see through my sins, can you, from there? <laughs> I don't have one for that. I, yeah, we got to change the subject. It's gonna be, it's gonna uh, I, I won't tell you my confession joke. Then. All right, all right. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, let's, uh, how about if I just tell you the punchline? No, tell the whole joke. Go what ahead. What kind of joke with that? Yeah. All right. And now, this is an internet show, right? So I can... Yeah, yeah it can be a little racy. Don't want. worry about it. Yeah. All right, let's see. Ray uh, might start sweating and be a little uncomfortable. His okay, butt. so, so a, uh, an old Jewish man goes to a confessional booth. Do you know this one? Uh-uh. All right. An old Jewish man goes to the confessional booth, and he uh, says, Father, uh, can I confess? He goes, uh, I, I guess, yeah. Well, you know, I have, I have, a, ta- I have a shop. It's a tailor's shop. And, I, and uh, this young woman comes in, and she's, oh, the figure. Oh, beautiful. Just young, beautiful. And so we start talking, and then we start kissing, and then we start making love, and we made love on the table, we made love on the floor, all afternoon making love. Aye, unbelievable. And he goes, yeah, but why are you telling me? Uh, you're a Jew, I, I, I'm a priest. He goes, you, I'm telling everybody. <laughs> Where, is there, is there a snare drum anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> you had a question. That, that's, uh, that's my theological uh, comment. That's, uh, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would like to know what brought you to New Orleans. Literally, my car. Okay. Yes, yes. many years ago, I... Uh, Did it break and down if you're here? From, if you're from Jersey, it's about the car, right? You, everything, <laughs> everything happens yeah, yeah, in the yeah. car, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Why I left. Yeah. That's and how, you were conceived in the car? I was, yeah. In the truck? Okay. Yeah. Wait, you conceived? Wait, how'd you know that? You heard this before? Did you see no. The Graduate? <laughs> a Ford. Christ, a Ford. That's the great thing. No, um, I may have been conceived. In, I, I, I'm, can we call my mom right now and ask? No, no, we won't do that. Yeah. We have the we have the, cap- we have the capability. No, um, I, I literally, uh, uh, I almost came here. I, I applied to a college here, got into Tulane, and it was actually my second choice. I got into uh, my first choice, went there in Boston at Tufts. But years Tufts, later... Yeah. Yeah, years later, I uh, said, it was still in my, I, I got to go to New Orleans, you know? Yeah. And um, my first time here, I got a call from my brother. It was up in Boston at my girlfriend at the Times. And, don't you love that expression? My girlfriend at the Times. <laughs> at the time. Uh, I was going to Europe, and he called me up. He was living in Brazil. Uh, he was working for a company out of New Orleans, the Robinson Lumber Company. And he said, look, there's a, a Jamaican lumber freighter leaving from Chalmette Slip in two weeks why don't you do it you know huh. so I flew down to New Orleans and um, took the ship to Brazil that's another story but um, huh. several years later I, I said I gotta you know I've seen Chalmette now I gotta see the rest of the city <laughs> and uh, wait that's all you'd seen is Chalmette basically yeah. wow yeah okay that was New Orleans to me and I would wow. take the bus into onto Canal Street to Canal Street and get, I bought a book at the uh, B. Dalton called Teach Yourself Portuguese. You know, Nice. And uh, several years later, it was time to uh, get out of New Jersey. So I packed up the car and just drove down. Wow. Was your brother still here when you drove down? He, no, he was still in Brazil. And uh, two days later, I, had a, I, got a, I walked into Mr. B's. 
and said, yeah. you need a bartender? And the guy behind the bar said, yes, I just quit. You got the job. <laughs> now, wait a second. Are you serious? Really? Yes. Okay, hold on a second. second now, day here. Now, had you tended bar before this? I assume you had, yes, right? Yes, I had. A you don't just start. Your entry-level job isn't just being the bartender, Mr. B. No, no I, I, worked, good bar. I, I worked in New York and stuff. Okay. But, but working at Mr. B's was like an entry-level job, let me tell you. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. At, well, in what way? Well, I, I, they give you the day shift, and you work five days, and you work on weekends, and they have an ice milk machine and one blender, and you have a line of waiters asking for bread, frozen brandy milk punches and right. rainbow chin fizzes and all this. Right. And you set up for two hours, you get swamped, and then you have to set up for the night guy. And I remember... Uh, Eight hours of working there, five o'clock shadow, orange pulp on my white shirt, <laughs> just looking like crap. And the night manager, v, Miss Viva, would come in. And Charlie, the night guy, the night bartender, would come in all pressed and his hair, this beautiful blonde, slick back hair. And she'd say, Dean, you, you look like crap. And I'm like, yeah, I've been here for eight hours. <laughs> you know, I never got a good shot with that. But the Brennans were great to uh, learn. Great How long person. were you there? I was there for about a year and a half. Year and a half, okay. And, then and went, when was that? That was uh, 1984 to 85. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. So you've been here a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I left and came back a few times. You know, I, I, uh, it was like New York, New Orleans, New York. New, I had like a, a little uh, New York, New Orleans, Brazil. New York, New Orleans, Brazil. That was my little triangle. Yeah. So wow. after your trip on the ship, <laughs> yeah. was that your first time? Yes, um, yes. And uh, you learned, how long were you, I'm backtracking a little bit, but were you on that boat long enough to learn any of the Portuguese out of the book? Uh, yeah, but it, it was kind of ineffective because I, you know, before I got on the ship, I had studied Latin for many years and Spanish, and the Portuguese in the book was Portugal Portuguese, which is different than Brazilian Portuguese. Uh. So it has all these very soft sounds like whoosh, like the word for Estados Unidos, you know, and I, I got to Brazil. And I, was, I was staying in this Amazonian city, which is sort of the New Orleans of Brazil, because instead of being at the bottom of the country, it's at the top. But it's a port city, eccentric characters, very exotic, not like the rest of the country. So mm. very, um, very eccentric place. And uh, the fo- I would, I would, my first Portuguese was on the telephone. You know, I was answering from my brother and hello. Uh, is Brett there? And I'd say, no, no está, you know, like, <laughs> and they're like, and the words um, were, the word for come to return, come back in Spanish is the regresar, and in Portuguese it's voltar, so I confused the two and said, re voltar, hey voltar, so I'd say, no está, ele vai hey voltar amanhã, he'll come back tomorrow. Well, I get this sort of pause, like, uh, okay. And then I realized I was saying, he's not here. He will revolt tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so, nice. You know, th- 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 that's sort of mistakes you have to make when you're learning a new language. Yeah. Ah. You have to be willing to make an ass of yourself, in other words, like I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. Well, you know, this is an awkward place to break this because I want to keep going with that. Maybe we can return to that. But, uh, but your plus one is here. I do not want to delay that any longer. Speaking so, of foreign countries and yes. foreign Well, foreign Okay, cultures? we'll find out. She's yeah. a foreign. Okay, good. Well, um, we have, uh, we, when we invite our guests on this show, we never know who their plus one is going to be. It's a mystery guest, and we're just meeting her now. And so, can you introduce your plus one to us? Yes, yes. Um, this is uh, 
This is Chris, and uh, she's sort of like me. She came from another place, a foreign place like New Jersey, and uh, landed on these shores. And uh, Chris, I don't even know how to pronounce your last name. That's how exotic it is. Not many people do. Yeah. I, 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 I barely I, manage it I, myself. I don't, want to butcher, I don't want to butcher it, so I'll let you do it. Oh, it's Venchu. Venchu. Some people think it's Chinese. And the first yeah. time I heard that, it was like, how do you figure that? Venchu? That made some sort of sense. And what is it? It's East German. East German, okay. Yes. All right. Or, or when she says her last name, say it. Eventual. Gesundheit. You've never heard that one before, huh? <laughs> Actually, I haven't. Oh, no way. way. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. I was thinking it. Yep, no same. way. <laughs> wow, okay. See, it sounds, sounds like shtick here, but it's not. He's like coming up with these things off the top of his head. This is really impressive. I know why you have a couple shows I'm now. I'm walking shtick as well. Yeah, I mean. that's great. Yeah, but I mean, you generate it like whole cloth out of the blue. It's amazing. Now, can um, what, what do you do, Chris? Uh, I'm an artist. You're an artist, okay. Yeah, I paint. Right. I paint. All right. Um, when I can, when I, when I figure something out, yes, I paint. All right. And what is your um, subject Margo's matter of too. choice? Um, I'm aspiring. I wouldn't say I'm an artist. She teaches art. You know, uh, we're, we're, we're all kind of aspiring. You know, every artist is aspiring, essentially. <laughs> so. Mar Margo is a piece of art, is what she is. Oh, there you go. I'll take that. <laughs> I, I, paint, I paint essentially still lives, but with a surreal touch to them. Huh. And, you know... I think I've seen you. I've taken classes at New Orleans Academy for Fine Arts. I think Do that's you, where we've seen these. Is that the one yes, yes. Yes. Oh, magazine. The, the, like right near uh, Guy's Po' Boy. Yes, yep. the ugly flesh-colored building on Magazine Street. I love that place. No, no. I've been in there a bunch of times. I love it. They and, have um, um, great uh, shows there, too. For Like, the student shows are quite impressive, and people can come and support... Uh, up-and-coming artists yeah. and, and get nice work for... Our friend Carol Peebles, do you know her? Yes, of course I know yeah, Carol. Yeah, yeah, she's a good One, friend. Wonderful lady. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And she, uh, she's, she's always talking highly about that place as well. I was promoting it. You know Carol, too? Yep. Oh, wow. I took uh, figure drawing. I think everybody Carol. knows Carol. I was yes. the subject of her class, Faces of New Orleans. I modeled nude for her. No, I really, it was not nude, but uh, there are somewhere. Nude faces of New Orleans. Yeah, nude faces, but actually my face was even that nude. I had a big beard at the time, so there wasn't much skin showing at all, but just a few square inches, but uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's the mystery, the mystique, the mystique. Yeah, right. You wanted to know what's under that beard, and then I got rid of the beard, and you know, it was, it was not worth waiting for. Yeah, but, uh, Speaking of guys, paw boys. Yes. Do you, do you go there all the time? I, I like it. I like the, yeah. the grilled uh, pork chop po' boy with the, with, the, uh, with the onions on top. Oh, and the, grilled, amazing. the grilled catfish. But you got to wait about uh, three hours for the grilled catfish. It takes po'. forever, yeah. It's yeah. worth it, though. But what's with the UPS thing over there? There's the, all the UPS guys go there. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. And there's a guy there. At, uh, there's the owner, he makes... The thing that takes a while because he makes everything himself, which is great. Right. But he has an assistant... This little guy who has this weird voice. Yeah, yeah. It sounds... It's, it's high-pitched, and he, and he also lets out a little... Uh, uh, little yelp. A little ye uh, yeah, I don't know how to say it, but yeah, right. You know what my theory is? Yeah. Is that he's actually a, a, a mute, and the owner is a ventriloquist, and he just throws <laughs> that voice onto that guy to have huh. a conversation. All right. That's my theory. I, I like know. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, back to... So ask him to drink a glass of water next time. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Or a glass of LA-31 like yeah. I'm doing right now. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a German accent. Ready? Watch. <laughs> I'm drinking and 
I'm talking. Yeah, Dean is doing a German <laughs> accent right now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you wow. think? That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gesundheit. <laughs> now, how do you know each other? We actually right now, we're living the second time right next door to each other. All we right. barely knew each other the first time around. He's, All right. he's, uh, a, he's uh, a very elusive man. He can tell a story uh, much better I'm than I can, I'm sure. I'm her first uh. husband. Really? Yeah, yeah. For real? And you don't know her, didn't know her, her last name. Is well, that's why we broke up. Is that necessary up. to that's be married <laughs> to each other? That's why we broke up. That's why we broke up, because I could not pronounce her goddamn name. Yeah, that's, that was it. Wow. She goes, that's it. How, we've been mar you, we're married, and you can't pronounce it. No, no, that's not true. Oh, all right. No, we know each other through, through a mutual friend. Uh, there are people in New Orleans, uh, and I think you know both of these people, as everybody does, Kim Bledsoe and Renee Alley. And I mention them because they're the kind of people who, they are like, um, sort of like touchstones. Everyone around them knows them, and you know everyone through them. They're oh. like Kev Kevin Bacon. There yes, you go. But it's only two. one degree of separation yeah. through... Huh. These people, and we know each other through Renee, how I know you, and yeah. Is that right? You know Renee as well? Yeah. Who doesn't? You don't. I don't know she's, Renee. She's going to be here you, in five She's we, coming we, here we, in we five minutes. We can change that. We can change We're that. We're going to change it. She's on her way. <laughs> she's on her way. Okay, <laughs> yeah. good, good. I'm dying to meet her now. What's it say about me that I don't know Renee? Yeah. You, you may, and just not when you see her, you, Okay. Yeah. Renee, uh, what's Renee do? Uh, she used to run the uh, green. In fact, she really helped the Green Project get oh, underway. She Project. was the original. She was in the, the she was original the original group, right? Yes, and when she, it was in Mid City, and she ran it for ten years, and was the one who was responsible for the move to the new building. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I love that place. Yeah. Now, where do you all live? Do you you do live next door to each other, right? That uh, part is true. Actually, three doors down. Okay. Now, where yeah. is that? Uh, Webster Street. Uh, oh, it, Webster and what? No, I don't tell the exact address, uh, well, though, in case uh, some stalkers. of your fans... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I've, I've got them already. Roughly, so it's roughly. Not big, yeah. uh, between Patton and Laurel, or over there. Oh, right no, there. I, I, live, I live on the corner of Henry Clay and Magazine. Be careful. Oh, no everybody already knows that already. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody knows that. Uh, yeah, the yellow house with a bunch of roses and stuff. There's a plaque in front. How do you <laughs> not know this house? <laughs> everybody knows this house. Now I can't... Like, uh, uh, now I have to turn in my CIA card. That's it. I, I, yeah. <laughs> wow. He'll be able to see you tonight from his Yeah, satellite. If I yell loud enough, you can hear me. All right. oh, oh, but his satellite. Oh, that's yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's satellite you that's been making that. Let yeah, me tell yeah, yeah. you something. <laughs> and don't park in front of my house anymore. I'm sick of <laughs> that is our neighborhood. Yeah. There's the parking Nazis, yeah. yeah. So what are, you, what, what, what are our projects you up to lately? What are you, You're not what supposed are you to say on? the N-word, by the way, with, you know. Anyway, what, go ahead. What, and no? I missed that. Okay. <laughs> So what are you working on now? Actually, I'm, I just today finished a piece for Mardi Gras show at the Academy, opening this Saturday. Oh, there's going to be a show this Saturday? Yes, so, so come and see. Well, this will not air it's in a, time, it's a, it's a oh, unfortunately, oh, okay. sorry. But tell well, us you, about you, it. You'll be able to see this show for about five, six weeks. Oh, okay, might then. Yeah, yeah okay, good, yeah. good. What's it called? It's the Mardi Gras show. The Mardi Gras and show, And is okay. it a, uh, just... Two artists? Are you no, one no, of the it's, it's a group, a show. group I show. Think, I think there's about 15, 20 artists in it. Oh, okay. right. And Carol Peebles is probably going to be one of them. Oh, great. And I, I'll have a piece in the show. And the usual cast of characters that trumps through the building on, on a regular basis. All right. Now, is this something that's a regular thing? I mean, it sounds like it would be a tradition, but I, I've never seen that show. I think it's, it's, a, sort of, it's a sort of once-a-decade tradition. Okay. As far once as a I decade. understand. Once-a-decade? 
how, how much Mardi Gras can you do? <laughs> Plenty. <laughs> so what's the, the word? What's the word for once a decade? It's like biennial? Um, decennial? Decennial sounds good, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. All right, well, you're the linguist. I it's a decennial yeah. tradition. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, we and, and we killed stage, and we right? killed Kenny I at the we end. Are. I well, let's try it. Yeah, why not? And eh, we might be one or two. Okay, this this is um, <clears throat> this is a uh, very famous book from the eighties, nineteen eighties. It was a bestseller when you moved to New Orleans. I, oh yeah, when okay. you were working, Mr. Did B's you grow up in the United That's why I didn't States? see it. No, no, you're too busy up, working. Yeah. yeah, I grew up in East Germany actually. I was, I'm, they weren't allowed to have books look, there. Look, I'm an old-fashioned they communist. Burned all the books I grew there. up on the other side of the wall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, they, it's, it's an old German tradition to burn uh, books. They, they yeah. kept a couple <laughs> books. But that was about, yeah. Yeah. We won't mention the books they left. Like, yeah, so. Trotsky and, uh, yeah. 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 Weirdly, well, they left. should have been burned. I mean, It should have been burned, exactly. And yet we I resurrected. Found it. Yes. And we, um, so what you do is you tell us your favorite number between 1 and 200. I think we're missing well, some pages. Page. It used to be Ray, yeah. did you pull out some pages after that show where you got <laughs> upset? That question I asked that nice We asked this girl. poor young girl. She was like 12, and she asked us some dirty questions. It's horrible. Um, I, I, this guy's from Jersey. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> so it's now Jersey 200. Too, so, um, and then we ask you the question. And it looks like it's How much preparation more. time oh, wait, do wait. I get to... to 217, what happened? Oh, you know what you're doing? You're looking at the... The alternate questions at the back. Okay. That's all, right. all right. Thank you. you Easy mistake to make. All right. Chris, what was the can, first can, book can you read? Can we read the question? What, what, no, you was cannot. The, what was the first book you read that you weren't allowed to in East Germany? That's a good question. That's a great Thank question. You, Dean. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll now you're this testing my memory. I'm too old for that. Make something up. Well, how about a, yeah, make something up. Uh, Fahrenheit 451, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. I got. No, I'm just curious. I got, no, I got no, a pass. Chris, I got a pass on that question. No, but Chris has, I mean, really some fascinating yeah. stories because you know we we see movies, we read about it, but um, Chris has some fascinating insight into. Yeah, but you're delaying our book of questions. We okay, got to go, go back ahead. to that. Sorry. I'm dying yeah. to hear this now. This, this guy's a radio guy. Cut to the chase, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, aspiring. Yes. Here's Ren- oh. Look who's in the car. Is that Renee? Oh. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, she looks vaguely <laughs> familiar. Yeah. Maybe we can ask her. No, you're just saying that to save your face. Yeah, I, I know exactly. Two seventeen. Come on, one, one, one to one, one to two seventeen. You go first. One, one, one. One, one, one. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I didn't start reading till uh, <laughs> past high school. Seriously, I never read a book until I was out I of don't high believe school. That. I swear to you. So I may not. Wait, say that again. What? You didn't read a book until after a- high school. Why is that? Did you grow up with wolves? In New Orleans, no, you don't I have went to. to no. You don't have to read. There's so much visual and, and auditory. I was really manipulative, and I must have been smart because I you got You were too smart school. to read. You are too no, smart to I read. No, I was dyslexic, but I didn't know till uh, I got to college. But I, I always hated reading. Do you believe in dog? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what did the dyslexic uh, Buddhist say or something? What? Is that, do you believe in dogs? Yeah. Oh, Isn't okay. That the oh, I, the, for now, the other Buddhist joke is about the lucky dog man, right? I don't know it. What did the, what, what the, uh, bu- uh, what did the lucky, what did the Buddhist say to the lucky mo- dog He's not man? Let us I'll read have question. one with everything. Never let us yes. Read the question. And, okay. then the, and then the, and then the uh, lucky dog man, he says, How about my change? And he goes, Change comes from within. Anyway, <laughs> all right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. If your parents became infirm and the only alternative to bringing them into your home was to put them in a nursing home, would you do so? 
What about a sister or brother who suffered a permanently crippling injury and other than your home had nowhere to go but a convalescent home? Okay. This is such a light show. I, I know. Yeah. This See, is, yeah. This book is, is... It's very 80s. Well, that's, what, that's when the nurse, <laughs> my parents were in the nurse home business. That's in Jersey. Still Dover, nurses. New Jersey. Seriously. In the 80s? And, yeah. And that was when like when it exploded. People started going, wait a second. We don't have to take care of the old people. You put them in a nursing home. <laughs> and this is cool. And there was like a debate that about that. That was a Jersey thing? That's, that's well, started it, was a, from the... it was an 80s thing. I don't oh, know if it was a Jersey man. thing. Jersey does invent most things, but that, I'm not sure if we can take credit for the <laughs> nursing home. My grandmother was in a nursing home in, in near Dover, by the way, but that's another... Oh, story. I know them all. Yeah. yeah. We talk about That could be another show. They were in the business? Yeah, that was their business for 20 years. They owned and operated a nursing home. Wouldn't same nursing home? Yeah, it was in Dover, though. It was on Sussex Street near Blackwell. Uh, you'd know if it was that. Yeah. This can't be it. Okay. That's a lot. We went, to different, a we went to different schools question? together. That's a very time. disturbing question. It's actually not disturbing to me. Why do you think I moved over here? I'm, I'm, I'm thousands of miles away from, from anybody I'm related to by blood, so they're not going to come all the way over here to live with me. I don't have to deal with this. She may have gotten out easier than anybody ever has. In this. That's great. All right. Make him pick another one. Five. That sounds familiar. We might have had five. Before. Oh, really? If you had no, five, no. I'll pick another number. If a new medicine were developed that would cure arthritis but cause a fatal reaction in 1% of those who took it, would, would you want it to be released to the public? Bizarre. <laughs> I don't know. That, that seems like, I mean, polio uh, apparently is, is uh, s- sort of like that. Uh, the polio vaccine, I think, causes... I don't know if it's 1%, I don't know what the percentage is, but almost every vaccine has that. So, yes, release it. Let it release go. Release it. It's go. worth it. Uh, well, if it causes arthritis, <laughs> that's okay. If it causes something worse, maybe not. Fatal. Fatal. Oh, fatal. Fatal's, fatal's worse than arthritis. Oh, <laughs> let it go. That's even better. Well, oh, if you have a rice, who wants to live with no, arthritis? But, but if it, can you, like, pick who gets the fatal dose or... No. Now, well, can we you need narrow to start it down adding. I'm going to give you this book to take home with you, Dean. I'll study it. And you will study it and add little interesting Sort tidbits. of like, you know, I think they should have been, uh, I, I know this is going to be controversial to those. I, I, I'm, remember, I'm a Yankee, so I, uh, can we invent a gun that only, a smart gun, it only activates when it's uh, pointed at the president of the NRA? Can we? Can we? <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> no politics here. It's a oh, politics free zone. Not politics. We're just kidding. You're allowed to say whatever you just want politically. No. You, you, you can get into anything you want. No, definitely. All right, that was. Yeah. I would like to hear one interesting. Commie story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know, my mom actually still uh, considers herself a communist. Twenty, twenty something years later. All That's right. like uh, yes. Lenin. Um, Goodbye, Lenin. The great. The Goodbye, movie. Lenin. Yeah. Yes, yes. My my that? mom basically oh, went into it. a coma after the war came down, and she still considers herself a communist. It was a great movie. Now, about minus that. minus the coma, it's actually true. <laughs> now I wonder. There's probably more. There's probably more people that. Uh, there's probably more communists in in old West Germany than there are in East Germany, right? The ones that lived through it probably have a more negative experience than the ones that yeah, are still you nostalgic about it. Probably. All the ones that left, like me. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. But your mom's not one of them. She's no, she's she's committed. She's committed. Yes, she's committed. Now, was she born? In, no, she too, wouldn't have been born. To communism it. or just committed? Period. Oh, she's committed. Period. <laughs> you got that right. Yes. All right. Well, tell, well, tell without us without having met her, you you've got right, my mom us, figured uh, Zane, out. You know, communism it, it results in the weird. You know, we all know about the lines and you know, all the crazy stuff and the weird censorship stuff. I remember David Shipler. I read his. He was the New York Times correspondent in Moscow. 
and he read a, he wrote a biography. And he's a you know he's a lefty himself, but he was you know kind of crazy mm-hmm. crazy about uh, what happened to him there. And he had these people used to they used to follow him, and they do it by they 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 had a hollow room next to his office, and he'd see it was like it's like that Bugs it's like that Roadrunner episode of the Bugs Bunny one or whatever where the dog chases the whatever it is, and then the, the you know when the whistle blows they stop and then they have lunch and then they go back you know and they'd see the guy and they wave and they go in the room and he'd, he'd listen they put on the headphones and he, you know but I mean do you have any kind of weird uh, I don't know anything like that oh you you, <laughs> you you want to know the story where I got arrested for saying the wrong thing yes oh, that's what I was know. asking for yeah yeah, yeah. no it never yeah. happened East Germany was not like a Warner Brothers cartoon <laughs> but this was no but it's David Schipler oh Schipler this okay. was like this was a high end uh, Warner Brothers cartoon <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, you know, I always tell people, growing up in East Germany was really nothing like the propaganda you always really? heard about. It, it was, was like it was we, like Jersey, right? We had right? food, we had food, we went to restaurants, we went to school, right. we did the same things that you guys did. So, nothing really so mysterious. My Russian friend lied to me. What kind know? of restaurants? Did they have a Mr. B's and uh, well, yeah. speaking no, none of, of that, none of that. We 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 ate we ate the burgers without the McDonald's sign on it. <laughs> Much better. And no, meat. no funny graphics. You it was know, like it was no like the Teddy's Frost Up Burger. Ted's Frostop Burger in... Uh can, can, I, I know you've discussed this, but um, what was great about uh, Teddy's Frostop was the upside-down... Yeah. The I mug mean, on the ground um, after um, Katrina. I mean, that was a beautiful... That was awesome. No, it was a beautiful... No, seriously, I mean, um, we were talking about Renee Alley, our friend who's here, and um, we sort of discuss uh, the post-Katrina period... In a, in a weirdly nostalgic way, if you know what I mean. I mean, tra- it, was, it was the most tragic thing that happened to the city ever, um, except maybe Yellow Fever. But um, Bronze John. For those of us who were lucky enough to come back right after, that thing, that upside-down thing, was some, sort of like a, uh, something that we... was sort of a monument, in a way. And um, the, lu- the lucky ones like us, we came back, and you'd see someone... And you'd say, how'd you make out? And you'd hug. And it was like a pioneer town. And, oh, look, um, Teddy's or uh, um, what's the place on Magazine, the little diner? Um, a magazine. Some goodies. Some goodies. Some goodies. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, got, they got red beans and rice yeah, for yeah. five bucks. Let's go there. And it was this beautiful sort of um, empty, bleak place. And they hadn't let the criminals back yet. Right. But that upside-down mug at Teddy's was something that you drive by and you go, you know, it's going to be all right. Uh, I don't know. That's just, yeah. Well, that's an interesting perspective. People were, um, a lot of people came in and were upset when we put it back up. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And had it fixed. That's interesting. And then some people were thrilled because they felt like, okay, it was, it's symbolic of, things of, of change coming and back. coming that's back. And, that's uh, That's great. So it was interesting to see. Um, yeah. But that was important to my brothers and partners to get that back up and spinning. And I didn't mean to interrupt, but that was, no, no, that no. was yeah. Oh, that's good. I, I would like to know um, where you work currently. Mm. Okay, well, um, uh, this is it right here. I'm, I'm, this is my gig right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bartending. No, I, yeah, right? I bartend at a NOLA restaurant, um, uh, Emerald's sort of hip, casual alternative in the, uh, in the quarter. And I've been there on and off for like 10 or 12 years. Um, I'm sort of like a boomerang. They, you know, they, get, they throw me out and I come back. No, I, uh, 
So you've been fired there before? No, I've never been fired. I leave to go on my journeys, you know. Uh-huh. Are they supportive of that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do they do with the guy who replaces you when you get back? They just, like, let him go? I'm irreplaceable. You, you don't know that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, what they I do is... They don't make it. No, they say, all right, you know, he's, he's got to do his Brazil trips. He's got to go off to his thing. And um, No, they're great. It's a great staff. It's a young staff. Like, the, all the, the management is, like... My peers, I, I, when I started was in um, the first day of 1994. I was hired late New Year's Eve 1993 into 94. Wow. Uh, someone called me and said, hey, Dean, they, uh, my friend just quit. Go over there. And I went in, and they hired me on the spot and uh, started the next day. And um, it's a funny story about my first day because it sort of speaks to the restaurant industry here where everybody knows everybody once you've been here for a while you've worked with everybody in different places and um, my first day at, at, at NOLA 1994 January 1st um, and as I say I, I, I worked there until like 19 to 2000 I left for like seven years and after Katrina about a year and a half later I was walking down the street I had no intention of going back um, and I saw a friend of mine who was a bartender with me he had he was uh, from Prague, and he had become the sommelier. He was a chemist and a and a drunk, so perfect, <laughs> perfect. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So you're the sommelier, right? Yeah, yeah. So I said, I'll go say hello to Jack, who's now the owner of Fahey's in the quarter. He and his wife bought Fahey's out, and he, he quit to do that. But uh, I said, I'll go say hello to Jack, and I walked in, and the bar manager said, you need a job? I'm like, all right, you know, I'm back. <laughs> but the very first day I worked there in 94, Tony Lott, who was, was the general, uh, the GM there, uh, I had worked with Tony at, at the Palace Cafe. I was a bartender. He was a waiter only three years before, and Tony worked his way up to becoming the GM. He's really a dynamic guy from the West Bank. Anyway, so when you, when you start a new job in, in, in New Orleans, in the, in the biz, you already know several people. So I knew like five or six people already. I'm behind the bar, and they're having their uh, pre-meal, the meeting where they discuss the specials and everything. The whole staff is gathered, the cooks, the waiters, everybody. I'm behind the bar setting up. A guy comes in the back door with his wife. He's drunk from Bourbon Street. This is like about 5.20. We open at 6. And he says, uh, I said, can I help you, sir? He goes, uh, yeah, I, I, give me a drink. I'm like, I'm sorry, uh, but we don't, uh, we don't open until 6. He goes, I, I want a drink. I'm like, come back at 6. He goes, you got to do better than that. I'm like, I, I can't do better than that. I, we open at six. He goes, you got to do better than that. I'm like, we open at six. He goes, you got to do better than that. I, and then I started to say, sir, why don't you talk to, uh, he goes, I, he goes, you're, can I say, uh, a, he says, you're an a-hole. You're an a-hole. I'm like, why don't you talk to one of the a-holes in the blue suits over there? <laughs> but, before I could even say that, he starts screaming, you're an, a- you're an a-hole, you're an a-hole. He starts screaming. Tony comes running over from the pre-meal that he was, uh, he was uh, doing and uh, said, sir, what seems to be the problem? He goes, this a-hole, I have reservations at 6.30. This a-hole won't let me have a drink. He goes, your reservations have just been canceled. Uh, Get the F out of here. <laughs> oh, wow. Way which to support. Was, which was great. Support you that was on great. your first. Right. My ver- wow. And so it was great. And, and that was Mayor Mitch Landrieu, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and the Everybody's thing, entitled to a bad night. Right. And so the rest of the night, of course, all the waiters, 
hey, Aho, get me a gin and tonic. <laughs> yeah. That became your nickname. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it still is. It's, it's, it's a sort of endearment. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that's the kind of place Nola is. It's a wow. real like kind of family place, and it's 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 it's, it's cool because um, you feel like you're working. And in uh, a reveal that I worked with Margot many years ago at a place oh, like Reginelli's, that. Oh, Reginelli's, huh? Reginelli's, before it was a pizza place, was an eating gallery where you ate the paintings right off the wall. No, it was, <laughs> that was a gallery and a, and a restaurant. And it was sort of like the customers and the staff were the same people. Huh. You know, like you're working in your living room. Yeah, I got, I got paid to hang out. I don't, I don't yeah. know if I, it was really called working. You, I you should always... I stood by the door and greeted people... And I was there for over a year, and I still couldn't ring up a check properly. I was supposed to ring up a but check. Would you pay Margaret to hang out? I would. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. That's, well, that's what we're doing now, except yeah. we're not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> you get paid in burgers and, and LA-31. Yeah. Right? Y- yep. Wow. And that's good enough. But Wait, you're only there a year? Uh, maybe longer than a year. I feel like year, I've heard like 25 seemed... stories from Reginelli's. Oh, like, that's, so much that's, happened in that's that year. one week. Yeah, no, they were open a long time. I don't know how long no, no. I was there. I worked on weekends maybe a couple of years. I have no idea. It really was so much fun. And wow. it was like being paid to, to hang out with your friends. And um, I remember uh, the first week they opened, we will not use any names, but what was your experience the first week they opened? Uh, okay. Um. It might have been opening night. And Daryl Reginelli's parents were there. Oh, oh. And it was opening night. No, no, I don't know if this is the same story, because there's so many, as you say, there's so many stories about this place. I don't think this was opening night. You can tell that one. This was one of the horror, the restaurant story horror stories. A couple came in. This was not their opening night. A couple came in, and there was this older couple, the kind of couple that go out once a month. Right. And they pick a restaurant, and they say, oh, honey, we're going to go to this place once a month, and it's a big night for them. They came and they sat at the bar, and I said, oh, can I help you? Yes. Well, we are so excited to be here. We read about your restaurant, and we're, oh, well, great. Well, what would you like? And so they had, they didn't have a drink. They had, like, Coca-Cola and stuff. And then they went into the restaurant, and the, it was a Saturday night. Everybody was at the bar. We're having fun. And um, Daryl, the owner, his wife, Angela, who was a, a med student at the time, was now a, a great doctor here in town. And they had two, two or three Weimaraners. Two Weimaraners and another big dog. Okay, so Angela was walking the dog. She comes in, and she came through the... And they lived upstairs, the owners. Daryl and Angela lived upstairs. She comes in through the back door, and the restaurant door... And I see this all in slow motion. Angela reached... The do- she lost control of the dogs, reaching in slow motion. They run into the bar. Crazy hyper. <laughs> into <dog>. the restaurant. <laughs> and Angela, no. <laughs> <laughs> and this couple, of course, the woman is deathly afraid of dogs. And who do the dogs go right to? Yeah, always. Of course. Always. They go to the woman. She literally stood up on the table, screaming. <laughs> of course... To be fair, what's the last thing you expect when you're sitting in the restaurant? Just three <laughs> giant wine marauders <laughs> going to your table. You know, maybe a waiter and a busboy, but three yeah. wine marauders. One of them licked her leg. One of them licked her leg. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that's okay. I expect that when I go to a restaurant. So, a dog licking <laughs> Somebody my, needs to lick my I leg. Want, where, where's I want the, by the way, where's the dog licking my leg right now? I want, you know. Anyway, so... <laughs> 
the one, of course, the poor woman is, is freaked out. And um, I went over, I tried to make a joke, and I, and I went over to them, and I said, by the way, those dogs, they're tomorrow night special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, the man was like, not amused. He goes, I know what you're trying to do, but this is the absolute <laughs> worst thing that ever happened to us in our entire lives. And I said, ah, uh, the guy with the ponytail, that's the only, you might want to talk to the guy with the ponytail. And poor Darrell goes over, I've been in this business for decades, and this is the worst thing. I, anything, I'll, you know, it's on us. We, you know, please come back and, you know, nothing. Yeah, so. But that happened at Reginelli's every night, that kind yeah, of thing. And yeah. that was before the internet, so they couldn't. No, no Yelp. No, no Yelp. No Yelp. No, uh, uh, well, that what is. What was your story? I'm sorry. Well, I don't know. There really, was the drunken Santa Claus. No, this was a um, drunken uptown girl from a famous family. But we will not say the name. Do not say the name. What's it rhyme but with? The fir- no, no, no. None of that. Initials. None of that. <laughs> Uh, but it was opening night, and uh, Coach Reginelli and his wife and were. My Bonnie whole lies over the so ocean. So the um, I'm not going to tell this story. No, no, no. I don't. I don't remember. I just remember um, there was like nakedness, end. naked. Oh, but that da- was no, no, no. Dancing on the bar, just. Little old Margot who hadn't read a book until she was 18 years old. <laughs> Much less a Playboy magazine. I was just glad it wasn't me. Cause I used to do, but I used to do that for shots. you you got to get something out of it if you're going to How come I bar. was off? The, why was I off those nights? <laughs> no, that was high school. That didn't happen at Reginelli's. I was an old... You danced naked on bars for naked, shots? Before reading, naked. Before that's reading because books, you, can you imagine? That's because she didn't read. If she had read, right, she, she wouldn't be known. doing that. Right. You should have been reading Fahrenheit 451 like Chris <laughs> over here. <laughs> With a flashlight under the covers so the Stasi didn't catch her, right? That's exactly what happened, yes. <laughs> oh. Well, I did have a, a kind Wait. of a serious question. Um, well, I heard a interview on NPR. Good station. Um, not as good as this one, but it's almost, yeah. Should we not go heavy in last question? Do you have any, any good questions? No, yeah, I want to hear yours. Well, I don't really know how to pose it, but I... I so after Katrina, you were back in New Jersey, correct? Yes. Jersey City? And Dean does two shows on WWOZ, right. two great shows. By the way, greatest radio station in America. If I listen to radio, I would listen to that every day. So to tell them what your two shows are for the Oh Well, one, one, is, one is a, a Brazilian show called Tudo Bang. It's uh, every Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. So do you and DJ in Portuguese? Well, <laughs> sometimes. I mean, some of it's in Portuguese, but most of the, uh, the, the majority of the audience is, I mean, it is a uh, American or English-speaking oh, audience. Okay. So, but, but it's, we it's do Brazilian music. Brazilian music, yeah. It's like Shagado and stuff, and you know. On OZ. That's the only one I know. Shagado, yeah. Yeah, Shagado. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You're like my daughter. My daughter's fluent in French. I can't say anything in French around her. She goes like, "What? I didn't even understand that. What was that word?" Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen them like six times. Okay, I don't know how to say I, it though. Anyway, yes, and also a, a late-night uh, eclectic jazz show called uh, The Dean's List on Sunday at midnight. Yeah. But um. Oh, yeah, so you were asking me about the, oh, the... Okay, uh, so you, oh. after Katrina, you went, went back to New Jersey, correct? Yes. And I saw something that you did a show, and you're quoted 
as saying, um, now I can't do it, but uh, this is Dean Ellis coming to you from Jersey City, New Jersey, place of my birth, and now the home of WWOZ in exile. Uh. WWOZ-FM in New Orleans, place of my rebirth. We're still buoyant. We're still here. We're still New Orleans. We're still OZ. Here's Lucinda. Now, you know, the inter- you can't get away with the, These days, you can't get away with anything, huh? The Internet's there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I, was, I went to, um, I was in Jersey, and um, WFMU, uh, out of Jersey City, sort of a sister station of OZ, was, it was great. They were streaming, uh, they were streaming the signal um, during Katrina, playing old OZ shows, etc., and wow. using their... Um, their website to stream OZ, and I called Ken Friedman, the head of the station, and asked him, hey, look, I'm up here. Can I do a show? He goes, great, come on in. And I did a, a show at FMU and sort of based around the evacuation and the hurricane and everything else, put it together, and I, and I said that, yeah, broadcasting. And then what happened was um, they, NPR did a story about that and played that little snippet of me saying broadcasting from Jersey City, the city of my birth, for New Orleans, the city of my rebirth, and literally my 15 seconds of fame. Until, until now, that is. <laughs> until yeah. this show. You've had whole hour of fame here. But, but the, the funny thing about that story was I, I called little, I knew little Queenie was in New York. And I called little Queenie, and I said, hey, you want to come on? And she said, I can't, baby. But look, I, I'm doing a gig at uh, the New Yorker Festival in Town Hall, why don't you come be my guest? Uh, so I met little Queenie in New York City, and she was staying in a hotel, and she, and like a block and a half from Town Hall on a Saturday night. And I said, well, let's go. And she goes, oh, I got a car. I'm like... In New York? Yeah. I'm like, but it's only a block and a half. No, we're taking the car. Of course, the car <laughs> took 45 minutes in New York uh, yeah. traffic. We got there. We go backstage, and uh, it was an amazing experience. Like, it was all these New Orleans DJs. At one point, I'm staying by Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, Tony Morrison, Elvis Costello. Um, who else was there? Lou Reed and me. Wow. You know? And little Queenie had a bottle of bourbon and was passing around <laughs> to everybody. That was New Yorker, the New Yorker Festival doing a benefit for uh, New Orleans. Anyway. And was that, uh, when you did that first show, was that cathartic for you? And uh, Yes. Did yes. you get feedback? Did you hear from... Well, what I did was, because I took that show, and a year later, on the anniversary, I replayed it on the Dean's List and did a little monologue before it, and yes, uh, I'd written a poem about the whole thing, this is a whole other thing, but, and someone called up and said that little, it was like a little poem about um, a friend of ours, uh, Jennifer Odom, did an installation in St. Louis concerning the hurricane. She suspended these half-filled jars of muddy water with dropped a little possession in each and suspended them from um, these um, sort of posts which have reflected the shape of the river. And I did a little poem about that and I read it on the air and someone called up and said, that's everything right there. And, and mm. no, that was, you know. Mm. But it, it's like, how does art reflect, you know, real life? You know, I'm not saying I did, I'm just saying that uh, the, the response you get when you just play music on the radio, you play a song on the radio and it really hits people, you know? Um, and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's, it's been so good having you all here tonight. Thank you. 
Um, our special guest tonight on Midnight Menu Plus One was Dean Ellis, and his, uh, his plus one was Chris Ven Chu. Very nice, very nice. All right. Well, you can find out more about uh, Dean Ellis's no, restaurant. No, no, please, please, no. Oh, the restaurant, yeah. <laughs> not me. Well, yeah, now it looks like we need to do some more digging. I, but, I actually um, left Jersey because I wanted that. <laughs> That's why we all leave. Uh, Nola. By the police, I mean. Nola. You need to go check out Nola. You can go see him there uh, several nights a week, once in a while, with, uh, often, I guess. Yeah. Every couple years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When he's not in Brazil, he will be at <laughs> Nola. And you can go see Chris's exhibit at the New Orleans... Academy, Academy of Fine, of Fine Arts, Arts starting, on magazine. Yes. Starting starting on Saturday, what's it? What would January, that date be? The 11th? The 12th? Sounds, sounds about 11th, right. 11th. Yes. 2013. 2013. That is it. Right, because people will be listening to this show for years and years. Um, our show's recorded live at Ted's Frost Top on Claiborne Avenue in Calhoun in Uptown New Orleans. Ted is open seven days a week serving first-class burgers, beers, and their awesome homemade root beer and a frosty mug. Ask for the Ray mug but it won't be frosty. Midnight Menu Plus One is produced by Brian Ruiz with assistance from Margo and me. Very little assistance from Margo and me. Brian Ruiz is also our technical director. You can get in touch with us here at Midnight Menu Plus One by going to our website. It's neworleans.com. From there, you can follow us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, and sign up for our mailing list. While you're at itsneworleans.com, you can listen to our other episodes of Midnight Menu Plus One, as well as other shows, Happy Hour, Mindset, True to the Game, Out to Lunch. Uh, if you're listening to the show on iTunes, thanks for subscribing. Maybe you could take a minute to rate and review us, and that helps other people finding us. Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Until we meet again here at Ted's Frost Top, I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margo Moss. Good night. You know Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.